0: This is episode 166 of the eCommerce Coffee Break podcast. Today I have Giles Corbett on the show. He's a co-founder and CEO of Cloud Shelf AI, and we discuss the missing brick in the future of commerce. That's accessible in-store commerce. Find out what that is in today's episode. So let's dive right into it. But before we get started, a big thank you to our sponsors for supporting today's episode. Most e-commerce brands don't do anything to influence and grow word-of-mouth because they feel they have no control over it. Referral Candy word-of-mouth marketing platform will help you to change that today. Launch a customer referral program and let your best customers refer a steady stream of new customers to you. And scale your social media presence with the world's first commission-only influencer marketing solution. E-commerce Coffee Break listeners get as much as up to three months free if you sign up now. Visit referralcandy.com coffeebreak to learn more.
1: This is is the the e-commerce coffee break, Break. a top-rated Shopify growth podcast dedicated to Shopify merchants. And business owners looking to grow their online stores. Learn how to survive in the fast changing e-commerce world with your host, Klaus Lauter, and get marketing advice you can't find on Google. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to, the to
0: the show. The show. Hello. And welcome to another episode of the e-commerce coffee break podcast. So today I have a super interesting topic for you and something that I haven't seen before. It is basically having in-store e-commerce with Shopify. Now you might be wondering what that is. Wait a second, we go into that. So as an expert for this, I have Giles Corbett with me. He's the co-founder and CEO of CloudShelf.ai. And we discussed the missing brick in the future of e-commerce, and that is accessible in-store commerce. Giles has worked for years in developing retail tech business in Asia. He realized during the pandemic that remote work is changing the future of e-commerce. And the winning solution there was going to involve more and therefore smaller local outlets that would have an avid need for digital solutions to make up what they can't stock or display in store. So we'll dive right into this and I say hi to Giles. How are you doing
1: today? I am doing really well and I'm absolutely delighted to be on this podcast with you, and I do indeed hope that some of what we've got to say will come across as quite different
0: and interesting to your audience. It definitely will be. I'm 100% sure about that. So let's go back to when you got the initial idea. And I think that happened sometime during the pandemic. So what happened there? What was the initial idea?
1: The identification of the need was before the pandemic. You said that we were working in Asia. You're absolutely spot on. I was working with the most successful e-commerce company in the world, Alibaba. And we were doing projects with them on helping them bring customers from physical stores and locations into their online solution. Now, I found this absolutely fascinating at the time because why was the world's most successful e-commerce company working on trying to seduce people in physical locations? When we met with Alibaba's leadership, they said that they actually reckoned that their future depended upon them being able to access one million physical points of sale within the next five years or so. China is China. So a million is, of course, an absolutely enormous number. But I wasn't aware of any retailers I was working with at the time in Europe or the US sharing that perspective. And in fact, when we spoke with most people, what they were saying is listen, the future of commerce is online. The only thing that slows that down is people learning how to go and buy something online. And once they've moved online, the experience is so much better that it is inexorably lost to brick-and-mortar retail. During the pandemic, we saw something very strange happen. So in the UK, for instance, the Office of National Statistics publishes very timely data on a bunch of topics, including where people are shopping. And we would see, as each lockdown began, of course, predictably, a massive shift of transactions from stores online. And McKinsey published a report saying that e-commerce had just moved forward by 10 years in three months. And that was the common view. But then something very strange happened. Lockdowns ended, the stores reopened, and nearly all of the traffic that had shifted online during the pandemic shifted back to stores afterwards. So these were people who had found ways to buy water, shoes, bikes, whatever it was that they needed online, but given the opportunity, chose to come back in store. And we saw that happen after the end of the first lockdown in the UK. And we were thinking with my brother, co-founder of CloudShelf, is there something going on here? The next lockdown hit, we saw the same pattern appear. And at that point, that was it. Okay. It was a decision. Yes. We've heard Alibaba tell us for years about the importance of brick and mortar. We've read all of the PwC and the Deloitte reports and everybody else's report on how consumers and millennials and Gen Z all like shopping in store. But like everybody else, we were slightly skeptical, believing that maybe people just say they like shopping in the store. And given half the opportunity, they'll just go on Amazon and do it there. But here for the first time, Klaus, we had real hard data. We had data that showed that consumers, when given the choice, would switch back from online to install. And that really got us thinking. It got us thinking about, fantastic, we've got a market there that we don't think anybody else has really identified yet. What is it that they need? And this really comes back to our background and all of the work that we've been doing in retail tech for bigger retail groups like Tesco, Next, Marks and & Spencers and others. And the big issue that we saw that these retailers were facing was the one of walkouts. You've been into a store and you're looking for those jeans or the shirt or the glasses or whatever it is. And you can't see the product that you want because maybe it's out of stock or it's in a back room somewhere or there's nobody there to help you and you leave the store without buying it. That's a lost sale for the retailer. Turns out, these lost sales were actually a trillion dollars of lost sales revenue to retailers every year. A big number. Big, big number. And that's why some of the biggest retailers, like McDonald's, Ikea, H&M, Decathlon, they've invested millions in creating digital interactive solutions Endless aisle type solutions to enable them to go and serve you as a shopper when you come in and you can see all of the shirts, but yeah, no, I was looking at something a bit different. Well, you can see on the screen and hopefully buy it. But these solutions are really hard to build. They cost hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars to create. And they're done as one offs by the retailers. And the experience isn't great. Our idea was that we could actually use our knowledge in SaaS environments and AI to create an experience that would be completely automated and stunningly simple. So simple that even the smallest corner retailer could add the CloudShelf app to their Shopify admin panel and within minutes have the kind of experiences that you can see running behind me on the screens right there. And that was the idea behind CloudShelf. So to do what a McDonald or an H&M or an Ikea can afford to go and do custom, but just make it available to every single retailer worldwide. To begin with, we chose Shopify as our go-to-market platform. We've loved the experience with them. They've been fantastic with us. Their staff rated Shelf as a staff recommended app, et cetera. So that's been really, really good. And we've been able to build an absolutely stunning, experience on the back of that anyway that was a really long answer to a very
0: simple question but i think it gave a very good overview of what we have there so i think one needs to keep in mind what you said what happened Now i don't think it only happened because of the pandemic that might have been just speed up the process but we as humans we just look for community and that might be even just going out in a store in a brick and mortar store and roaming around It didn't
1: happen because of the pandemic,
0: but the pandemic gave
1: us the data to prove the case. But one thing did happen during the pandemic. Look at where I'm working from. I'm working from my home office right now. Now, I didn't used to do that, but since the pandemic, well, guess what? That's been a big change. And many of us now spend a lot of time, not necessarily all the time, but a lot of time working from home, which means that we start shopping around where we live more that we used to go and shop around where we worked and sometimes where we live. Well, now we're shopping more around where we live. Guess what? There are many more places where people live than places where they work. And what this means is that you have more and more high streets that are attracting people. And therefore, any brand that wants national coverage needs to be in more places. And that means they need smaller stores because they can't afford to have enormous stores in many, many places. Smaller store formats mean that they can go and show less stuff, they can stock less stuff, they need digital solutions, they need cloud shelf. The pandemic didn't change consumers' behavior in my mind around the desire to shop in store, but what it did do is it changed where those stores would end up being in the long run. The data, at least here in the UK, is clear on that. City center, urban center shopping has been in decline, whereas local high streets have actually seen their business increase. And that's a change that benefits us and where a solution such as ours can benefit the retailers themselves.
0: What I like on your solution is that, that really empowers the small and medium enterprise to offer a service or something that they couldn't offer before and now they can compete with the big guys. So, give oh, yes. me a practical experience on how to implement this in your brick and mortar store and what is the user experience if they come into the store and from the merchant side, what do they need to do to get it up and running. And now a quick break to thank the sponsors of today's episode. The best e-commerce brands grow by word of mouth, period. But we know it feels like some mystical force in the background that you have no control over. So you're probably not doing anything to grow word of mouth for your brand right now. That changes today. Referrals Candy's word-of-mouth marketing platform will help you to be tactical in influencing and scaling word-of-mouth for your brand. Launch a customer referral program and let your best customers refer a steady stream of new customers to you. And scale your social media presence with the world's first commission-only influencer marketing solution. Zero upfront charges. E-commerce Coffee Break listeners get as much as up to three months free if you sign up now. Visit referralcandy.com coffeebreak to learn more. It couldn't be simpler from the merchant's perspective,
1: assuming they're already using Shopify. So if they're using Shopify, they just go into add an app as they do for many other apps. And they go and select the cloud shelf channel and it installs. And within a minute, it analyzes all of the products and collections and data around the products in your website. doesn't touch your customer data, doesn't touch the billing data. Everything is secure. There are no GDPR issues at all. But it does all this analysis and then it enables you, it prompts you and says, okay, great, Klaus, love your store. I see you've got some women's fashion, you've got some jewelry, you've got some accessories. Which is the range you'd like to create a cloud shelf for? And you go, so, well, I'd like the jewelry because in my store, I've got indeed all my shelving, etc., for the fashion. I've just got a small area for the jewelry but since the pandemic when i connected into fair.com and ankle store i now have three jewelry items on my website so it'd be fantastic to be able to display them in store great so you go and select the jewelry collections and cloud shelf says boom ready here's a preview of your cloud shelf it's there you can try it out and that means that you can say for instance oh, i want all earrings i want to see the gold earrings i want to go and see Anything that you have by this designer or whatever, and it'll present the products. You find the product that you like, shows you all the details. You say, Yep, I want that one. Add it to my basket. And then cleverly, it will display a secure QR code on the screen rather than being a website that would ask you to go and enter all of your details. And you as a shopper uh, can then just scan that QR code from your phone and pay in one click on your phone without installing anything in a completely secure manner. That's it. CloudShelf is designed to be able to run on just about any hardware out there. So if you already have an iPad or an Android tablet or maybe a Samsung TV or whatever, you can go and display CloudShelf directly on that. You don't need to buy special hardware. And if you do want special hardware, well, we now work with partners worldwide who'd be delighted to provide that to you. So the idea, Klaus, is that a retailer who thinks my job is selling stuff. It's not building websites. It's not building solutions. I'm not a technologist. That person can have this up and running literally in under 10 minutes. In fact, we have a video that shows the entire install process in real time done in under 10 minutes. So in under 10 minutes, you can create that jewelry range for your cloud shelf, and you can allocate it to a screen, and you can start selling. That's all the setup experience from this shopper's perspective. And this comes back to a lot of experience that I've had running digital screens across thousands of stores. What we found is that if you just take one screen and plop it in your store, however beautiful the screen is, and ours really are very beautiful, however beautiful the screen is, people will look at it and they'll kind of walk past. If there's only one of it in your store, the subliminal message to the shopper is, ah, this is something that is used by the staff. It's not for the shopper. There are two solutions. Solution one, you go and train your store staff. And this one I always recommend so that when they go and see somebody looking at the shirts and hesitating, they go and say, can I help you? Yes, now, I was looking for something of a different shape. Ah, how about something like this? And then you take the shopper over to the screen, you show them on the screen. They're delighted. They feel that they've had all of the human contact they wanted in store. And they're getting all the benefits of being able to see everything. So that's solution one. And solution two, you can just put many more screens and then naturally people register them as those screens are part of the experience and the usage goes up phenomenally. Two simple things to do. One, install the app into your Shopify app store. And two, make sure that the staff in the store know what you're doing about this. Do those two things and you
0: will start generating many, many more sales with CloudShelf. It's a very interesting finding on shoppers' psychology that you have there that more screens activate them. One screen, they are not interested. Very, very interesting. Now, when it comes to delivery of the goods, of the products, will it always be shipped? Or if the product is in store, will the merchant know that they have to hand it over? How does that work in, in real life? In the smaller stores, where
1: effectively the store staff receive a notification through Shopify, that somebody has just placed an order for the product and then they can go and if the store offers pickup in store or delivery assuming customers click the pickup in store then they'll be notified and they will fulfill that order exactly as they would any other click and collect order for bigger retailers we connect in directly to their erps etc and then it's managed that way. Okay, sounds
0: great. From the merchants that you have as customers, is there any specific industry or niche or vertical that's more adapted yeah. the others? Very interesting question. We didn't know at first.
1: We had some hypotheses, but we went out and we tested it. The whole of the first year of Cloud Shell was just spent working with individual retailers to go and get their feedback and to go and constantly improve and iterate on the solution. But it also gave us a lot of insight into where it worked best. As I can break this down, actually with hindsight, it's not rocket science. Stores that have things that are big, therefore you can't display all of them. These big things, if they're expensive, therefore you can't afford to stock all of them. If you have those two or one of those two conditions, then you're likely to benefit more from Cloud Shelf. What that means is that grocery retailers we've got a few they find it interesting for promotions etc but they don't report vast increases in sales through it furniture retails prams, luxury
0: shoes, etc. They all generate a lot of additional sales through CloudShelf. No, oh, makes perfect sense. Now, we said the implementation, the setup is very, very straightforward. How do the merchants promote the service? So not only in-store, but do they promote or market the, store, the service also out of their store? Is there any kind of promotions that they use?
1: We haven't yet come across a retailer promoting it out of the store online. But what did happen is that some of the smaller retailers were saying to us, the solution's so beautiful that in the evening, we turn the screen around and we put it in the store window. And we say, well, hang on, we can do a lot better than that. And so we created the second version of Cloud Shelf that we call Cloud Shelf Display Mode. So The interactive mode is the one that's there on the smaller screen on the right, where you can touch and search and find and shop and buy. And the display mode takes all of the same analytics that we provide for the content and just creates it as an absolutely stunning display loop, entirely automatically, but with each one having its own QR code. So that when you're walking past the store in, you're in South Africa, right? So in Pretoria, say, you go and see The rug that you really like and you scan it, then that transaction is recorded as having come from that store in Pretoria. And the benefits of that sale are allocated back to that store. We are now seeing many of the retailers use CloudShelf to promote into the street to go and use this digital signage to bring in. And that has actually proved a real hit with all of the companies providing digital signage solutions. Why? Because the one nightmare for them is helping the retailers keep their content up to date. So they're all delighted because now, Klaus, with CloudShelf, by the time you have finished entering into your Shopify admin that you're just introducing a summer sale on your shoes, by the time you've clicked save, all of the CloudShelf screens have already updated and they're already showing that sale either in the store window or
0: on the interactive screens in the store itself that's an amazing solution i see a lot of potential there i'm just thinking about weekend markets brick and mortar stores and airports wherever you don't want to carry your goods from a to b that might be the right solution so. well you know what
1: that's exactly what a company that provides solutions in stadia throughout the uk has just told us and they've said that what they like is for us to go and power all of these devices throughout the stadium so that people can go to the match, enjoy their team winning or commiserate when they don't, buy the kit, but without needing to lug it around or spill beer over it or whatever and have it delivered to home by the time they get there. There are many, many solutions. Last night, we were helping one of the retailers at a luxury brand event, and they were only able to take certain elements of furniture to it, and of course they could use cloud shelves to go and promote their entire range. So for creating pop-ups, events, fairs,
0: markets, yeah, cloud shelf is a, is a real, real help. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about the pricing structure. How do you charge for the service?
1: We charge a monthly fee per location and the fee per location can vary slightly depending on which options you take. But it's as simple as that. So if you know that you have four stores or 100 stores, it's very easy to see in advance exactly what Cloud Shelf will cost you. We don't take a cut of sales because we don't actually want to go and make any difference between whether the shopper finally buys the shoes through the Cloud Shelf screen or maybe they found the shoe through the CloudShelf screen, but they've also picked up a T-shirt and a belt, and then they've gone to pay for it at the till. And we're absolutely delighted when that happens. No, sounds great. Where can people find more about it? CloudShelf.ai is the easiest place to go. There's chat there, reach out, and one of us will be in touch really, really fast. Cool. I
0: will put the link in the show notes and you just wanna click away. Thanks so much for your time. I think it's a very innovative version on increasing your sales on Shopify through a completely different way. And I really really like it. Thanks so much. Brilliant, Klaus. Lovely to be here.
1: And I look forward to a follow-up at some point. Thanks so much.
0: Before you leave, don't forget to visit the sponsor of today's episode. Most e-commerce brands don't do anything to influence and grow word-of-mouth because they feel they have no control over it. Referral Candy word-of-mouth marketing platform will help you to change that today. Launch a customer referral program and let your best customers refer a steady stream of new customers to you. And scale your social media presence with the world's first commission-only influencer marketing solution. E-commerce Coffee Break listeners get as much as up to three months free if you sign up now. Visit referralcandy.com slash coffee break to learn more. And that's a wrap for this episode. I hope you found today's episode informative and actionable. As a reminder, we have a growing community of e-commerce professionals where you can share your insights, ask questions, and learn from other merchants. If you're interested in joining, please visit our website at ecommercecoffeebreak.com and sign up for the community. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast to stay updated on the latest marketing trends and strategies for Shopify e-commerce merchants. See you next time.